0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot along with our co-host today, Juliette Lamar.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you.
0: Today, we're joined by a Brooklyn New Yorker. She is a full-time juggler. What I mean to say is she's an actress, model, wife, mother, blogger, not necessarily in that order. She started modeling at age 12 with Ford Models and has graced the pages of international campaigns for Elle, Marie Claire, GQ Italy, and today... The Informed Pregnancy Podcast. (laughs) After transitioning into acting, she relocated from New York to Los Angeles, where she booked her breakout role in ABC's longstanding daytime soap opera, All My Children, my personal favorite soap opera, and went on to appear in several memorable roles in television and film. She recently founded the online lifestyle blog, Made, and she is currently cooking up her second baby, Denise Fossey. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Wonderful to have
2: you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having yeah, me.
0: Especially, yeah, especially got a lot of stuff going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's never boring in my world.
0: <laughs> I know it's not boring in your world. And you made time for us, which I'm very grateful for.
2: Anything for you.
0: You're multi-talented, big-hearted. Um, you're a driven person. And every time I'm around you, I learn at least one new thing. <laughs> and I'm inspired <laughs> by you. So Aww. I want to, in the first half of our episode, find out where you came from. How did you become you? And then in the second half, talk about your wild first birth story. And pregnancy and what you have stored up for number two. How do you start modeling at age 12? I tried. Nobody cared.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it turns out that my mom had been collecting business cards since I was about six months old. My parents were together at the time. And uh, Pampers offered my parents a contract. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> my father, who um, wasn't around growing up but was around then, uh, decided that he wasn't really into it. So my mom was like, OK, we're not going to do that. But she just kept on running into agents and you know bookers and stuff like that over the course of many, many years. And finally, when I was 12, after I did ballet for this, you know, a month, after I did piano for a mm-hmm. month, she was like, do you want to try this? And I was like, sure, cool, let's try it. I didn't really understand it. I didn't really look at a magazine and go, you know, oh, how do you get in a magazine? But they sent my photos out, and my mom called me one day and was like, oh, my God, Eileen Ford just got on the phone with us. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, you know, Cindy (laughs) and Claudia and Naomi. Like, okay. And we went in, and they um, signed me right away. I did see a few other places before uh, at the time. Agencies didn't really know what to do with mixed girls. Hmm. So Ford was really taking a big leap. It was very much a blonde, blue eyed market, and maybe they had one very strong African American girl or woman on their board. So Ford was kind of the leader in bringing in the ambiguous looking model into marketing. High five to Ford models. That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Although, I mean, you're a person I would take a chance on. Thanks. (laughs) You have a great energy. Did you have that as a kid also? Like you just there's like a little aura around you.
2: Oh my god, be careful. I'm I'm pregnant and hormonal. I'll start crying. Ah. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, you know, I was raised by a lot of strong women. Um, like I said my dad wasn't around, and that meant everyone kind of played a bigger role than just an aunt or just my grandmother. Um, my family really all came together to support my mom who was very young when she had me, even though I was planned, she was In my mind, way too young to have a child. How young is that? Um, She was 19 when I was born. Oh, wow. And I think about, you know, all the things that I do with my four-year-old now and, you know, obviously getting ready to have another one. And I really don't know how she did it at 19. So you
0: don't want to be a grandmother in 15 years? No. Okay.
2: I don't. I'm not (laughs) going to say never, never. You don't want to judge your your future child and what she (laughs) might do with her life, but you know, it's tough. Being 30-something years old and being a mother is really, really tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's hard at a young age like that. Yeah. Where did your modeling career take you?
2: Um, So I modeled all the way through high school. And then, of course, I I felt like I was missing something. You know, everybody was applying for their first job at Banana Republic, um, The Gap. And I was traveling the world, which is amazing, but I also was like, oh my gosh, but I want a job in retail, Mm -hmm. so I stopped for a while. I opened up the first Zara in the country, which was in Soho, Hmm. and then moved into working on a flagship store on Madison Avenue called Ann Taylor. No Hmm. one knew Hmm. anything about my past modeling career. I was also in school at the time, uh, studying business and management, and I did that for a little while, and then I realized that It's very different and very difficult to go from like making a couple hundred bucks an hour to making sixteen bucks an hour. (laughs) And uh, putting myself through private university was expensive. So then I kind of tried to do a little bit of all of those things. Got really sick, pneumonia for two months, and then my mom, who's like my biggest backer and biggest pusher, was (laughs) like, "What about school? Okay, then I was in school and." What about modeling? You know, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And then, so I decided, you know what? I'll, I'm going to go back to modeling and start studying acting.
0: Oh, yeah. so you give up business?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes. in in a way. But you know, those those classes were so informative. Uh, all my bookers, my entire life, even even my uh, in my digital space, working in the digital space right now, my managers and and that arena, are like. You're so good with your books and you mm-hmm. I've got my receipts and you know, you really learn how to, you know, run a business, which is essentially what I do now. So mm-hmm. it, it's all come full circle, but I definitely walked away from it to do something that seemed a little bit more glamorous. Yeah. Let's show business, right? I mean, there is a business yeah. to the Adjected, show.
0: of course. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. When you're in high school and you're modeling, is that weird in terms of the other kids that are,
2: um, when I was in junior high school when I because I started at 12 um, we tried to keep it very much a secret but what happened was I was the only one allowed at school to have a beeper and mm-hmm. I would often get out of class.
0: a oh, Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> which was
2: really cool. I was like, I, th- and that's why I st- stuck with it, really. I was like, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> I get to have like a pager and I get to leave school. And I was just luckily one of those kids who could just read something and get it right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so school was a little boring because we were working at a certain pace. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I could leave early and still make my A's. And like, Go to be on this photo shoot. This is kind of fun. And kids started to think that I was sick, that I was always going to the doctor. And then I did a big Macy's campaign for, I don't remember, it was like Mother's Day and I was the daughter. And then that kind of changed everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone kind of, I was like, that's not me. Um, In (laughs) fact, they changed my eye color to be brown so I looked more like the mom. So I was totally like, guys, look at this girl in this photo that's not me. And, um, and and junior high school was okay. In high school, the morning that I came, and everyone and anyone who is from Dewey will remember this, when I came in one morning and someone had plastered the whole second floor locker bay with an ad campaign that I was in, like photocopied and put it everywhere, and I was, like, mortified. Oh, my. So were
1: you proud of the campaign, but then just because you were being called yeah, out was mortified? Because it was just, yeah,
2: because it, it was very different. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was the purpose in doing that? Yeah, what are the... <laughs> Kids embarrassing are embarrassing yeah. somebody.
0: Oh, oh, I forgot about high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> high school. They tease you like, you're
2: too pretty. You're like, oh no. And you're like, <laughs> you're like right. just because so, someone's saying it. <laughs> so it's crazy, right? But that really was the reason okay, so my mom had a reason for wanting to keep it. You know, my mom was concerned about bullies and stuff mm-hmm. like that in junior high school. When I got to high school, it was already enough of I'm a very approachable person, but people might not look at me that way. Mm-hmm. And so I had already a stigma. There was a stigma already, so, gosh, all I needed for them to do was to find out this to create more of an issue mm-hmm. um, yeah. with other, you know, females, unfortunately. I never had any problem with the boys. They were, like, always super cool, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did, you, did you have a specific way of dealing with it?
2: Um, I did get into a really big fight in high school. <laughs> That's one way. Um, yeah. And then eventually I had some really great people that just kind of took me in and we just formed a tight crew. And that's pretty much I, – I learned at a very early age that your tribe will change everything mm-hmm. and how important it is to really be there for the people who are there for you and what true friendship means. Were there
0: other models your age that you got no. no, you didn't have. Oh,
2: yeah. Not at my school though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a few of them um alex kim who i used to work with all the time and it was kind of like i was the ambiguous girl kim was a blonde blue-eyed girl and alex was the asian euro asian kind of girl (laughs) and we'd work on like a bunch of campaigns together and um they're still two very good friends of mine to this day oh that's really
0: sweet yeah we should do a shoot
2: yeah we should do they have kids um alex has like five kids (laughs) You're catching up. You're catching up. No, I'm good. She's so excited. She she called me uh, when I announced, and she was like, oh, my God. I was like, girl, I'm not catching up to you. <laughs> so this is it. Uh, We're good after You never
0: this. know. One set of I accidental know. twins, and you're almost oh my gosh. there.
2: Don't wish that on me.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I think you do great with twins. So uh, how did your foray into from modeling into television or acting in general go?
2: So when I was modeling, I did a lot of beauty campaigns. Traditional modeling, not kind of what today is, but when there were just agencies and just print campaigns and just runway shows, uh, was very much about your height. And so if you wanted Mm. to do fashion, uh, they wanted you to be minimum five, eight and a half, five, nine. And uh, at some point, we realized that wasn't going to happen for me. But I had a very successful career in the beauty department. Hair, skincare, makeup, nails, that kind of stuff. And um, I moved into commercials. So I worked with a lot of amazing brands like L'Oreal and Garnier and Bobby Brown and MAC. And then.
0: All my favorites.
2: Yeah. You use them all the time, right? Yeah. And uh, commercials really gave me the first opportunity to see what motion was like. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that there was a lot more fun to be had, there was an opportunity to show personality. And Are you
0: speaking in those commercials or are you moving? Some,
2: some of them. Some, some speaking, of them. Some of them. And um, you actually had a, an opinion. You could mm. actually have an opinion on a motion set, right? So and a director might come to you and say, like, what feels comfortable versus being on a photo set where they've given you this dress and they're like, you can't move because it's basically stitched on you oh. and it's so small. And we just need you to be, you know, in these four positions till we get the shot kind of thing.
0: I could see it when you do this position.
2: Nobody <laughs> at home can hear it. And, you know, I I started to do some thinking, and the truth of the matter is I've always been a storyteller. And to this day, and even with what I do, right, I love telling the, the story behind the visual. And I was the little girl who who, like my little girl today, is like, look at me, look at me, look what I can do, and wait, watch this and listen to this. And so I realized that acting was going to be a way to share my personality, have a bigger say, be more than just a face and if i could take it to a certain level that i would be able to have an influence on people and i think that even before we use that word so loosely that's always kind of been my calling how how can i influence or inspire people
0: hmm. and did you then start studying acting? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I shows? studied
2: with some of the best people. I also studied for three years with Sam Schwa, who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, unfortunately. But he was one of—he was the best speech coach in all of the business because I had a very New York accent, <laughs> 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 which my husband says that you can totally hear when I'm upset or drunk. which yeah. haven't been drunk in a while, uh-huh. but. but- um,
0: I noticed you didn't say you haven't been upset in a while. Oh yeah, no,
2: he, he, he heard that yesterday. <laughs> he heard that. Out. I pulled that out yesterday. But yeah, I I still say draw and caw Yeah, and stuff
0: mm-hmm. like that. I'm an so. Yoka. <laughs> I don't talk like that, but
2: yeah,
1: exactly I, like that. I used that. to. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to speech coach to uh? Georgia no, or? I went to
0: Georgia. Actually, I lived in Atlanta for five years. I run that. You did? In, yeah. I the, didn't
2: know that I lived in Atlanta for two years.
0: That's why I went there. But when I, I couldn't find you. um, Atlanta's tough. They don't love New Yorkers (laughs) too much, so you sort of have to mellow out that New York accent.
2: Yeah, Atlanta's tough. I spent two years there when I shot Single Ladies. Oh. Yep. It's
0: uh, it's an interesting place. I, I, I liked it. I, li- I really liked being in Atlanta. It just uh, was a little adaptation. And then we went to Nebraska. So mm. went from New York City mm. to Atlanta to Nebraska, which was, thank goodness, because if we'd just gone from New York City to Nebraska, we probably just would have died <laughs> because of the pace change. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we had the buffer of Atlanta. I, I like Nebraska, too. But it's it's when I got to Nebraska because in New York we have four seasons. You yeah. know the guy I worked for in Nebraska for the year, he said, "Yeah, we don't have four seasons here." I said, "What do you have?" He said, "We have two: two
2: uh-huh.
0: winter and the Fourth of July and it's <laughs> winter again." And it was Ugh. it was like that. It was one day of not winter. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Anyway, so your acting took off.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and it took you places. You Absolutely. traveled.
2: I've traveled the world extensively, thankfully so, which is such a big, big blessing. Did you do
0: comedy at all?
2: Um, I did. So the last show that I was on uh, right before I got pregnant with Lennox May, it was called Single Ladies, and it was the urban version of Sex in the City. And I was the Carrie Bradshaw, oh. so the curly-haired fashionista who mm-hmm. was looking for love in all the wrong and right places, you know, <laughs> the wrong places, but somewhere right, but you couldn't see it kind of thing. Oh. And so there was a lot of... Comedy involved. It was both. It was both. I mean, not not heavy drama. There was like interpersonal relationship with my girlfriend's kind of drama and drama with men, but no serious, no death or anything like that. So it was all really light hearted, and yeah, no <laughs> murder. Um, all really light hearted, fun kind of escapades, running around uh, single women all over Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Can we still see it somewhere?
2: Uh, yeah, you can still download it on iTunes, and it's so funny. It's I talk about this sometimes. It's the number one question that I get asked on social media: is when a single lady's coming back? Oh, like it's not coming back. Oh, unfortunately. Of it's never it's coming say back. never.
0: Everything it's, comes back. Yeah. yeah, give it like <laughs>
2: five years. I know, <laughs>
0: uh, Mr. Ed's coming back. We had
2: some <laughs> incredibly uh, diehard fans who have, you know, continued to follow everything that each of us has gone on to wow. do. That's but loyal. they really, they really loved Raquel, who was the character that I played. And she was fun and, you know, had certain aspects of me and very, very different in many ways. And it was really fun to play her and get dressed up. And I got paid to make out with guys every couple, <laughs> every two days. It's a new guy in my bedroom. Thankfully, my husband, who was my fiance, <laughs> um, <laughs> who was my boyfriend when <laughs> I started the show, you know, he's a director, so he understands it's just work. But It's just business. Yeah, it's just <laughs> business.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nice to get paid more than $16 an hour to just make out with random people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a different business. <laughs> different kind of business. Yeah.
0: Uh, so now tell us about the platform that you have now, Made.
2: So Maid came around very organically. I got pregnant with Lennox May and decided that I did not want to have a child raised on set in Atlanta mm. for many reasons. And... There was still the side of me that felt the need to create. And so I didn't really know that I was content creating. But throughout my pregnancy with her and the stages afterwards, I was kind of documenting the way that I was doing things on social media and Instagram specifically. So I had already had a platform from television. And then my platform started to change. My demographic started to change. My joke is that. The male demographic I used to have from single ladies, <laughs> they stood around when I had, when my, you know, when my husband was my boyfriend and when I got engaged and even when I got married and almost like through the whole pregnancy. But the minute I started talking about chap nipples, they were like, I'm out. Oh, really? <laughs> chap nipples, <laughs> <she's> breastfeeding. <laughs> so if a guy comes up to me at a bar, I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. I'd be like, do you know I have chap nipples? And he's just going to leave. He's going to leave. That's a Perfect. great one, by the way. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use it. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> think about that. Yeah, you know, It would totally work at a
0: You gave us now two pearls of wisdom, yeah. one before we started recording <laughs> and then that one.
2: So, um, and so my community shifted and what I gained was an incredible group of women who mm. were coming on and talking to me or asking me questions about life, relationships, motherhood, and it it was this huge range it was it was oh i'm pregnant also right now or i'm planning or we're trying or i just got married or we just got engaged or i haven't met him yet you know mm-hmm. or her yet and so it was very interesting and i was spending a lot of my time talking to people on social media women about what they were going through or you know what did what did I do or why did I make those choices you know mm. a lot of questions about home birth mm. and why did I choose to breastfeed for so long and when did you start pumping and why we co-sleep and don't sleep train and i was doing a lot of cooking as well and they really wanted to know about food choices i was making for my daughter she doesn't eat meat dairy or gluten and they started asking for a YouTube channel or a cooking book or you know some sort of book and that seemed very intimidating to me and I figured out that I needed to create something where I could have content live more than 24 hours and that it could be evergreen so that I could send people when when the question kept coming back to me any certain question I could just say hey here, here's a link. And so that was how the idea to Create Made came along. And obviously it's a completely different field than anything that I have ever done my whole life. So I spent a mm-hmm. year and a half just sitting back and watching people that I admired do what they do and figure out why or how or how the market worked and, you know, what was it going to be? Was it going to be a YouTube channel or was it going to be, you know, what it is today? And then I spent a good almost you're designing it.
1: Wow. You can really tell when you go on the website because I spent quite a lot of time there. I was like (laughs) like, researching it, but then I just stayed. Thank you. Because I liked a lot of the stuff, like especially the recipes. Thank you. And the authenticity that you show with your daughter uh, on the website and just how cute like the two of you are together and, it feels it feels very homey when you go to the website and you're looking at stuff. It feels like, oh, yeah, I can do this. It doesn't feel like, oh, she's like this person I'll aspire to be. It feels like, yeah, we're here together and we're doing this.
2: Thank you. That yeah. means so much to me because I, I put a lot of love in it. And the one thing that I want to always project is that I don't know everything,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and this is the way I do things, and these are the reasons why I think they're great. And maybe you can take something from it, or all of it, or a small piece of it, and see how it you implement it into your life and how it works for you. Because everyone's different, mm-hmm. and every mother mothers differently. But at the end of the day, we're all looking, you know, for, we're all aiming for the same thing—to do the best by our children or to do our the best at our jobs. And so I, it's important to me that people come and that they feel like. The information is equivalent to them and their lifestyle and not beyond what they can grasp and not beyond what they can, you know, financially do. So when we talk about products and, you know, fashion or makeup items, we want to talk about things that are clean, healthy, and affordable. Definitely. And also checking
1: out the face care stuff, I was like, it's going to be $500 creams. Like, I just know it because a lot of people who run a site like this, that's what they show you. It's unobtainable. But you have a whole range of stuff. And I was like, oh, I could buy like three of these things and it'd be fine. Yeah, so, it's it great.
2: A, totally important to me. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to the women that look like me who come from places like where I came from and, you know, talk to my mom. Like my mom would like slap me if I had a $500 cream on <laughs> the site. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And also like, I, I wouldn't do that, like $500 in a cream. It's like ridiculous. Why? Yeah. I love
0: the pictures of you and Lennox, especially they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just, you can feel the energy coming out of them even when they look like they're done in a studio i know that half the time you're just selfieing.
3: <laughs> and
0: uh it's uh it's something i noticed also actually about models in general like models look good in person and then it's not about that somehow the camera just mm-hmm. loves you guys mm-hmm. i i remember one time walking in my office somebody who was uh she she was pregnant and nauseous and vomity and just got a massage. And then she came out and put on her sunglasses and walked out. And we saw from the window there were like 75 paparazzi downstairs. So she's like, would you mind walking me to my car? So I walked her out to her car. And there are a million pictures the next day. And she looks like she just came out of hair and makeup. <laughs> and I look like, I, I can't say it. <laughs> I was like, the camera just loves you. Like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, the pictures, and, and beyond just the face value of how you guys look, sweet and cute, it's the love. Like, you can just mm-hmm. feel the bond coming out of the picture. Thank you. And then I run home, and I'm like, all right, I could be a better dad. You know? I'm to get close to my kids like that. And then also, uh, I started walking on the treadmill, and then the first time I did a 10K, and nobody warned me about this, on the treadmill, I got chapped nipples. So. <laughs>
1: Wow, there's a lot of things that can cause that. I hear.
0: Yeah, so now I guess I could. Search I have a good
1: cream for, for that. The remedy, the $5 send, cream. I'm, I'm gonna send you a link. You. This is why she Thank made you. the website.
2: Yeah.
0: And now guys aren't hitting on me, so oh, it's, it's, perfect. it's it, perfect. it works. It
2: works. All right, Super I want to take out. a break.
0: We're gonna come back and talk about your um, all the things you just talked about: pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum feeding. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Denise you. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're back with Denise Fossey. Let's talk about pregnancy.
2: Yay. Yay. Were
0: you like ready to get pregnant? Did it just happen?
2: No, I don't think you're ever ready. (laughs) I mean, I guess some women um, definitely plan for that kind of thing in life. I'm definitely not one of those women. Um, Well, the truth is, Lennox May is the product of our friend's 40th birthday. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) happy birthday.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Um, she lives in London, and the following, like, couple months afterwards when she came back to L.A., I was like, so, you you got that beautiful, like, diamond watch for your birthday. <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, how did you find out?
2: Um, gosh, let me see. I remember taking six pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> Both times, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah. Because they were
0: positive and you didn't believe it? Yeah,
2: totally. I was like, like, how did this happen to me? (laughs) 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 Me? How did this happen? Um, Second child product of Beyonce and Jay-Z's last concert. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Um, Yeah, what was it? Oh, you know what? I was seeing an acupuncturist regularly for – I was getting these, like, small little veins, like – and, and were things that were bothering me, like in pure, like for pure reasons of vanity. Mm. And my facialist at the time sent me to a acupuncturist. And she was very funny because I walked in her office and one whole side of the wall was photos of babies. And I, I was like, what is going on here? And she's like, oh, I am also, uh, besides a Eastern, you know, acupuncturist, I am also a, like, OBGYN. What? because she she helps women get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so I've sent so many people to her over the years because she, she's legit. But I remember, like, the first four or five sessions, she was like, don't you think you should get pregnant? And I was like, <laughs> no, I think that we should clear up this, like, little blood <laughs> vessel on my face so that, you know, I don't have this thing. Let's focus on the goals here, okay? <laughs> and um, and so she was, you know, giving me the, the teas and all the stuff to, like, Regulate uh, my system because my entire life I've often been very late Mm. uh, with my menstrual cycle. And so for me, it was no big deal if I was three weeks late. I, I, huh. I've i actually had, um, at some point in my life, had second degree amenorrhea, which is when you are missing your menstruation cycle for a long period of time. So, yeah. So I didn't realize that, like, my period was, like, five weeks late. It's <laughs> <'Cause,
3: laughs> oh, wow. like,
2: that's totally normal. I mean, I could. I'm so easily thrown off. If we yeah. travel, if I exercise, if I always exercise three times a week and then I do a fourth exercise, I could – you know, be days late or a week late. And, um, but she was, you know, in order to get your body ready, it's going to take time. We're going to, like, give you the teas and give you the, you know, put the needles in all the right places to get all, she said, I had, like, a lot of stagnant points. And, yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> so she works. So <laughs> um, so I was, you know, drinking some horrible-tasting, like, wood of bark, and uh, mm. and then went to like the livest party ever, and like <laughs> sat across some, like really fun people, and drank all night and had fun. And then a couple weeks later, she was like, "You should probably take a test." And I was like, "Oh no, you know that's why I'm here. I'm here for you to regulate this stuff." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, but you should probably take a test." Oh, she knew. She just huh? knew. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, a Anthony had my husband had started seeing her. Similarly to like I started seeing you and then yeah, I'm like, oh, this him. guy's yeah. great. You <laughs> got to go see him too. And, you know, he we'd go in and I, he was getting cupping and I was getting uh, the acupuncture. And one appointment he went without me because I couldn't make it for some reason. And she was like, I really think your wife needs to take a test. So he was like, take a test. So we had just finished building our home. It took three years from the ground up. Ooh. We didn't have very much in it. Like, we just had just started moving the boxes. The only thing I remember was we were hanging out by the pool, like, but with no chairs or anything. But, like, with a bottle of champagne, like, (laughs) this is our (laughs) house, finally. And I went into the bathroom, took a test, and was like, no, this is so, this is not even right. And it was, like, really faint. And it was, like, they're they're kind of confusing. And it (laughs) was, like, it's kind of, I was, like, this test is stale. It must be an it it's must an be an old, old test. One. It's an old test. I bought an old test, and so I sent him out for more. He's like, now I'm like, yeah, now. He's like, but we're going to like True Food for dinner, and I'm like, well, I'll take it in the bathroom. <laughs> He's like, a True Food. I'm like, yeah, I eat there all the time. It's like oh, home. It's like our second home. And uh, they get, have more furniture. Yeah, than yeah they exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They actually have a place to sit and get me um and get me the one that says you pregnant. Know. Yeah. What are those things Not called? Just like online. now, well, nowadays, I mean, they tell you that. At that time they had the ones that told you how, like, would print out how many weeks you are. So I was uh, in the bathroom with four tests. One of them went at bad. True food. Okay, true food <laughs> in, the, in the, like, <laughs> handicap stall. Like, oh God, please don't anybody come in here Who <laughs> needs this bathroom, taking one at a time. And uh, one was a dud. So there are duds. <laughs> and uh, the other three all came out five weeks pregnant. And I was like, wow. Oh, sorry. I was like, oh boy, brace myself. This is real. <laughs> this is so real. It came outside and was like, sir, you're going to have to cancel that glass of wine. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, this is yeah, so you happening. Oh, told him right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: I wonder the person in the stall next to you, there's a little trickle, <laughs> another little trickle, <laughs> you know, another trickle. Was that's putting a little control. Them on, I, was
2: like, I was putting them on the floor. I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> this can't be right. Oh, my God, this because one, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I And then I still called my OBGYN the next day, and I said, Guys, I think I need to come in for. I'll never. This is the best. I think I need to come in for some blood work. They were like, "Why?" I'm like, "You know, I took a pregnancy test." Hey. <laughs> exactly. I was like, "I took a pregnancy test." Well, actually, I took five pregnancy <laughs> tests. Well, I took six, but only five came out, and they all say that I'm pregnant. But it's like impossible. So I think that maybe she's like, "What do you mean? When was your first day of your last?" month? I was like, "I don't really remember that." But and she was like, "Okay," I was like. But I will say this, I've been drinking some like, you know, Eastern medicine teas <laughs> and it's probably just like throwing my pH balance off, right? And she was like, mm. and then I go, oh wait, I remember when I had my period last and I told her she's like, oh honey, you're not coming in for like a pregnancy test, you're coming in for your first prenatal exam. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, you're definitely pregnant. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. First of all, I love your house. Thank you. I didn't know you built it from the ground up. It's, oh, yeah. I love your house. It's such a unique design. And Thank style. you.
2: A lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that joint.
0: And, and now <laughs> furniture as well.
2: Yeah, now okay. we have a lot. Yeah, no, we have a lot of
0: furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your pregnancy, your first pregnancy?
2: My first pregnancy was when Once you
0: admitted to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> once
2: I came to terms. You know, it's funny because, you you know, you go through this roller coaster of like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. And then you kind of forget about it. And then you're like, oh, even even with this one, like, oh, no, I'm pregnant. And then the worries. And I remember when I sat myself down around 16 weeks, I was like, you need to stop worrying about this because you're going to cause something to happen. Mm. And so between like 16 and 22 was great. And then I started to have a lot of back issues (laughs) and, you know, wonderful things that that were physically ailing me but brought me to Elliot's. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Well,
2: yeah. So, I mean besides I'm
0: sorry you had back issues, Yeah. Was, yeah, besides I'm like the tailbone issue, back, yeah.
2: which is the original and the sciatica and then the mm. SPD. Yeah. Besides that, it was lovely. <laughs> um no, it was great. I mean, I wasn't that sick with that pregnancy. It was, you know, just a couple of weeks of that nauseous feeling, but I wasn't like vomiting and I exercised every single day and I had a ton of energy and I kept you know, I, I traveled extensively when I was pregnant. I do we remember went to Prague, like, we went to Thailand, we I mean we went a bunch of places and um, not let it slow you down. No. Mm-hmm. No. It was really great. And I was very healthy, thankfully. So
0: how did you like feel about the body changes?
2: It's funny, I wrote something today about that. Oh. Um I think that it was very scary, much more scary the first pregnancy because, you know, the second pregnancy, you know what to expect. Mm. Um, The first pregnancy, it's like you're at your tiniest and you see yourself go to places that you have never seen before. And I definitely had a couple of phone, you know, called my husband crying a couple of times from uh, dressing rooms, like, I can't find Mm -hmm. anything to wear to this thing. And, you know, it's... Just like nothing fits and everything looks horrible on me, and and in many ways, I think that a lot of the naive part of about being pregnant is like that's so unimportant, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You figure it out, and towards the like you know six, seven, eight, nine, then I was just like, you know what, just wear something tight, just <laughs> <laughs> just wear. Stop trying to hide it because you look you you end up looking bigger than you are. So mm-hmm. uh, so I ended up wearing a lot of like tight clothes and then that kind of made me feel better somehow
0: did you I mean at the end did you like it did you look at it and feel like oh this is cool
2: I mean I look at pictures and and think about what our our body does as women and think that it's you know it's obviously like nothing short of a miracle and absolutely amazing and I look at pictures of pregnant women including myself and, and go wow that's such a beautiful moment but I was def- I, I was, and I am not the woman who gets in front of the mirror and is like, oh, my God, I look so hot pregnant. Like, <laughs> by the way, it's crazy how many men will try to kick it to you when you're pregnant. It's like chap nipples it, and all. It, yeah. No, if they, if I, don't they, 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 I don't think they know about the chap nipples <laughs> yet. But like
0: that could be a T-shirt.
2: <laughs> don't look my way. Um, I'll cut you with my nipples. But like, no, it's see, I was like, this is just so weird. What, this is is the, like, what is is so, for the like, technique is no, <laughs> no, I mean just like driving by in a truck yeah. and honking and like oh and just be like this is really gross. Yeah, that's Um weird. but after talking about it with girlfriends and on social media it is not and with my husband's guy friends it's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. So Well, I mean
0: animalistically. Yeah. Fertility is survival.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that's so I- sexy.
0: I don't know if it's sexy. I'm just look wondering. Look at you if...
2: reproducing! I... Wow, look at you keeping the world going. That's so high. That is a fertile <laughs>
1: babe right there.
0: I mean, I'm Jewish, so I look at it like, ah, oh, shoot, the price of housing is going to go <laughs> up again. More people. But I, I do. I think in. I think in in other animal species, it's like that too. I, I, I'm not just humans.
1: Hmm. I have to look that one up. Yeah. So when you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling fat and gross nothing fits me. Just be like, no, I am sexy AF right now (laughs) to most
2: people. Yeah. No, I've definitely learned not to feel gross about it. It's funny because I just wrote something for this brand about, you know, self-love for Valentine's Day. And and Mm -hmm. what I chose to talk about was my body right now. And as it continues to grow and I continue to get uncomfortable, because there's also that feeling, it's not even all about how you look, it's also how you feel. And it's like, Mm -hmm. gosh, I feel... So and and not large like I'm big but large like I can't move and I can't bend mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I can't you know you park too close to the someone next to you, or someone parks oh, even worse somebody to somebody, Joe. Mm. somebody parks next to you, you, can't, you, get you, you can't get out cuz you physically can't and yeah. you're so upset and like you have, then you have to attempt to climb out <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other side the
2: other side okay oh, no. and by the way when you have a toddler at least when I was alone I was only making a fool out of myself <laughs> to myself now my toddler's like, "Mom, Mom, are you okay?" I whoa, Mom. <laughs> I wake up, just like whoa, Mom. You're getting really big. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also it's uncomfortable. And and I and and I wrote something about like you know just remember you know try to remember and be kind and use kind words with yourself because what's happening is so much more important than you know the physical the way i look and it's like my body is nurturing and feeding and protecting a, a human life and um at the end of the day my body will not ever be you know i probably i won't ever be 125 pounds ever again and my body won't be what it was pre two pregnancies, right. but either will my heart. So Ooh. yeah, but it's also like in your it's none of it's permanent. Like life's not permanent.
1: It's all just a big stage of of ebb and flow. Absolutely. Not. Also,
0: but once you have the baby, you won't you won't have anything to hold your books up anymore. <laughs> you like your food. Cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I mean, the that. food mess on the belly is crazy. <laughs> Started early with this one. So what
0: you're saying, people trying to pick up guys, they should just get that bump. Yeah. Right, and just wear it underneath oh. their body. So
2: get the bump. Yeah. And if you want to pick somebody up. Yeah. And if you don't want to pick somebody up, then just like put a sign on your back that says, I have chapped nipples. I have chapped nipples. <laughs> yeah. Two products we're going to come out with later than the season.
0: A whole, a whole <laughs> yeah. So, um. First of all, I can't help but think if your Chinese medical person could help me cuz I'm late all the time. My wife <laughs> gets so mad. Anyway, moving forward, um when did you think about birth? Like what you wanted to do for your birth?
2: After I found out I was pregnant.
0: Well, you didn't know you were going to be pregnant. It was just a well-
2: party. The thing is, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, sure, it, why not? I was never the girl who was like, you know, I'm going to get married mm-hmm. and I'm going to have two kids and they're going to be named da 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 and da 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 and, and I'm going to have one something. boy and one girl and mm. like it's going to be or I'm going to have two twins and I hope it's this and they're going to be like denim and lace and you know, <laughs> I, I and like I don't know I, I, Slice I and twice. Yeah, um, I was not that girl. I grew up and I was like, I'm going to work and take over the world mm-hmm. and help people and and. Uh, when I when I walked down the aisle, when I started to walk down the aisle, my best friend turned around to me and said, Oh my God, I can't believe you're really doing it And I was like, Really? <laughs> well we've only I've only been planning this wedding for a year and a half and we're all here. Yeah. She's like, I know, but you're actually gonna get married. Um because I was always the girl who was like, Why? Why do you need those things in life? And um and my focus was very different. And when I was pregnant the entire time I told my husband, you know, I'm going to go back to work after this child, you know. And he was like, sure, if you want to, but you just might not want to. And I was like, yeah, of course. like I got to get to work. I got to do things. Yes. And, and I, you know, had this whole other plan. And it was definitely around my career as I, you know, you start working at 12. Like that's what you end up just like focusing on so long. So when I became pregnant, there was also this level of shock because I – didn't have any preconceived ideas of how I wanted my pregnancy to look.
0: That's a funny way to put it. Yeah. Preconceived mm-hmm. ideas. <laughs> no,
2: um Yeah, and birth. no no thoughts about a birth plan or, you know, gosh, well, I grew up in New York, and New York, all you hear about is like scheduled C-section and a little tummy tech and keep it moving, oh. you know? And then I started to really... Think about, like, well, C-sections, like, I looked that up. I was like, hmm, that's, like, a really big procedure right there. You only want to do that if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's great, obviously. It doesn't matter which way you give birth. But um, if you can avoid having, you know, all your organs taken out and shifted, why not? And so that changed right away. And I was like, okay, definitely don't want, like, versus, like, my best girlfriend who uh, – the our girls were born – East Coast, West Coast, twelve hours apart, and initially we we literally called each other to tell each other we were both pregnant with a third girlfriend on the phone and it was like, "No, I just took my test. No, I just." And she was like, <laughs> and she "That's was, so cute." It was oh, no, so no. funny, and she was like, "I'm getting a scheduled C-section." Oh, that was from like the hands beginning. down. She was. Like, she was like, and I was able to talk her out of that six months down the road. And she did her birth completely different than we parent differently. You know, she was in the hospital and the epidural, and um, and that's great because her daughter's like beautiful and healthy, and there were no issues, and she was very comfortable, and that would, that's what made her comfortable. But, um, yeah, but I think
0: everybody has to give birth where they feel comfortable. Yeah, and that's, the way that I mean, that's in which the most they feel imp- comfortable. We have so many choices. So that's the most important
2: part. At least right? here
0: in LA, we have literally a million choices. Absolutely.
2: And uh, Anthony does not have a thing for... Does not like hospitals. Um, His mom passed away in one, And I've never been a fan of doctors either. You know, I think that they're great in emergency situations. And Western medicine is a blessing to have. But I think that there are a lot of things that we can do before we get to the point of needing those interventions. And that has to do with really healing yourself and feeding yourself homeopathically and holistically and naturally. And so... It seemed like aiming for a home birth was more our speed because we just tend to do everything more eastern.
0: Were you worried about the pain because you don't really get
2: you know drugs at home? I wasn't worried about it because you don't really know what it's like. But you I mean, know, if like, like you watch
0: TV and movies. Yeah, but you think <laughs> about
2: it. But like, I'm an actress, so I know I could act that scene out, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't.
0: I always wonder because I do feel like if I'm a dual out of birth with an actor. They, you guys seem to take direction pretty well. And So you're like, <laughs> now do this. And you're like, okay.
2: <laughs> Whereas other people have a
0: harder time. Harder at, time. Yeah, you know, reacting to the feedback. That's know.
2: funny. Yeah.
0: So you you hired a midwife. We did. And immediately.
2: A doula. Yes and no. I, I someone became my doula. She was doing um, just yoga with me a couple times a week and meditation at my house. And at the time, it just felt right that I didn't bring another person in and, and asked her if she would be willing to work in the space of a doula.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And then and she you agreed. did a, a
0: kick-butt childbirth education class.
2: Oh, I did, by mm-hmm. the way. No, no <laughs> lie, because that's the reason my husband felt confident in the situation that ended up happening because we sat through so many classes, and when we were at Elliot's, like, a nine-hour class, he was like, Wait, there's another day of that class? <laughs> and I was like, yep, oh, bring yeah. your snacks. And um, But Jeez. then afterwards, you know, he kept joking the whole time, like, if this baby needs to happen on the side of the road, I'm ready. I'm going to have my shoelaces. I know what to do, <laughs> like, the whole nine because I took this class. And, I and do I one,
0: I, one little presentation called Roadside Delivery as part of my wife and I's childbirth education class. And so it's a fun little thing. Like if you just happen to have the baby in an, uh, you know, an elevator and nobody's there, this is what you would – Well,
1: I would want to be prepared. Like I want to know every single situation where like this baby could be delivered. That's my personality. I mean the
0: basic premise is that elephants do it, you know, with without a Yeah, whole but lot.
1: elephants are cool, you know.
0: People are cool. <laughs> It's more about what not to we do. Have than, more like, than that. Don't, don't, um, and then what to but do. But yeah, that
2: was his. That was his his favorite part, and 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 it became this ongoing joke. And as you know,
0: well, let's see what happened. How did your labor <laughs> start?
2: Um. So I had something called a precipitous. Is that how you, pronounce you had pre <laughs> What's, What's that? First,
0: that long. Oh yeah. Pre.
2: So right. So no one really explained that to me, mm-hmm. but it started three weeks before she came, and so. <laughs> We had our first issue, uh, incident.
0: It didn't go it, on for three weeks. No, it didn't oh. go on. No. It didn't go
2: on. <laughs> Three-week labor. But no, God, I'm no. done. They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't let me keep going. But, you know, it started up, and then we called my mom in New York and, like, ripped her out of her office and was, like, on a plane right now. It's happening. She flew oh, cross-country. Gosh. In the meantime, I was on the floor, like, I don't know if I could do this. Oh, my God. I think I have back labor and all this stuff like that. And, like, Elliot came in. You and I think you worked on me for like two hours before mm-hmm. you finally were able to put me to sleep.
0: That's what happened, because you look like you were in active labor. You're having contractions pretty regularly, mm-hmm. they're like pretty intense, they're, and you were like I think maybe a little dehydrated, and yeah. then...
2: Yeah, because I was vomiting so much.
0: Right, and you couldn't drink,
2: because it could just come back up. I couldn't, hold, I couldn't hold anything down, and we tried walking, we tried everything, and it turns out I was having some back spasms on top of everything. And then finally, you. But just, then, when I started
0: working on your feet, you your passed footwork. Out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you remember that, and then that, and I finally. But that was like seven hours. Yeah, it was. It was long. So it's like it's like labor, but it's not.
0: Yeah, prodromal kind of. I mean, this was sort of that that kind of pattern where it literally looks and feels like labor, but nothing's really no no progression That's is so happening.
2: Weird. So uh, that stopped, and then a couple of days later, I had another five-hour incident
0: mm. Like and
2: that. late in the middle of the night, and then that stopped, and then- Did the midwives,
0: they came for n- at least were, one they, of them.
2: They were on the phone for like an hour with that one, and Did the, they come
0: for the first one?
2: Afterwards. They
0: came after the after first episode. After to check me. Yeah, after to check me. And then the second me. one, they were on the phone with you.
2: Right. And then there was a third one, but that was only two hours, and I didn't tell anybody. i are like, (laughs) like, I'm done. I'm like, everyone's like the girl who cried wolf. No one's going to come to my rescue when I need them. And so, and kind of, sort of, maybe that did happen. And so uh, the second one, I just laid on the floor with my dog. I don't even think I woke up Anthony. And then the morning that she was born, which is funny enough because uh, she was 12 days past her guesstimated due date. And my girlfriend, as you remember, in New York, <laughs> her water broke on her due date, oh, and wow. so and the girls were born on the same day. So I am home, like texting with her husband, going, "Oh my gosh, I'm so happy! She's getting ready to go." And I turn to my mom, like, "Can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <She's gonna> be- <laughs> <laughs> what is
2: going on?" And my mom is like, "Well, you're always late. <laughs> you're never on time. What do you expect?" And I'm like, "Thanks, mom." She's like, "Victoria is always 15 minutes early." And then the funniest thing is, so that night. Anthony comes into the room and I'm like in a towel, bouncing on the ball, Dry pumping, which is supposed to help stimulate <laughs> childbirth. Uh, I've got the, the, the bong going, you know, the thing that makes a sound and like the the yogi music going. And I'm like bouncing up and down. And he walks in and he kind of walks out a little bit. And he's like, well, what is going on? And I'm
3: like,
2: <laughs> are you committed to having this child or what? And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like on another zone. I'm like, this is crazy. Victoria's water broke. She's going to have that baby tomorrow. This is like we're like getting close to when we would be forced Mm -hmm. to go into a hospital, even though I was still in great health and great shape to have a home birth and the baby was now in a good position. But because there are laws about it, Mm -hmm. then I would have to go in. And so while I was very open to going into a hospital, if that's what the baby needed, I didn't want to feel the pressure of having to do it because the law said, you know, on day 14. So... He walks in and I'm like, yeah. And after this, we're going for a walk on the hill. And he's like, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, get the dogs ready. And he's like, Dee, what's wrong with you? I'm like, and then we're having sex. <laughs> and you're doing the perineum massage too, all of that. And, um, and we did all of that. And in the morning, my mucus plug finally came right. out. And then I, I saw my midwives and then I came home. And then I tried that shake, but I couldn't hold that down. The castor oil. Oh. Mm. I tried that like in America. Who can hold that down? Ugh. Well, it was just like immediate. Oh. And then I laid down and like two hours later, I started to feel something. And my Weimaraner, who bless him, had been with me for, you know, 13 years at the time, was rolling around crazy like oh, I, and really? I was like oh my god he knows it's definitely happened. like I could tell from his behavior what I was feeling and how he was and like he wasn't letting anybody next to me and I could see my husband outside in the yard taking a call and I, I was like it's mm-hmm. it's time and um and then she was from that moment to like doing that one little stitch I needed to get probably 2 hours front to back I pushed maybe 3 times and my wow. midwife didn't make it.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: My midwife so was, was just you. right there. It was me, and Lisa, who was acting as my doula. Right. Anthony, my husband and my mom. And, and your right. And your baby. Yep.
0: And, and your doggy.
2: And, were you uh, in a bath or were you just- So I was in the shower first, hot running water, and then I moved into the bathtub and that's kind of where you like go through the bipolar The situation where you're like, I love you. I love you so much, hubby. Yes, massage my back. Don't touch me. (laughs) Don't touch me. And he's like, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm like, oh, can can you you just put a little pressure right here, right here? Not like that. And you're like literally like Jekyll and Hyde, poor, like partners in that situation. And then um, I was like, I really feel like the baby's coming. I really think the baby – and everyone was, you know, telling me, you know, okay, we're – the midwives were like, okay, we're going to make our way and – You know, and I was like, oh, I just feel like this baby's coming, guys. I feel like it's coming. And my mom even started saying, you know, all the doula phrases she was reading in the books and stuff. And then uh, I was like, well, then I need to use the potty. That you know, I potty because I have a four-year-old. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I need to use the bathroom. And so I went into the bathroom. Lisa was like, "Do you need some help?" I'm like, "No, I'm okay. I could, mm-hmm. I could, you know." I could and I was getting, I myself. was <laughs> getting ready for Elliot to come over. So I had like, you know, shorts and a and like a sports bra, something appropriate. And like, I took my shorts off, and I went to sit on the toilet. And the baby's head came out and mm. went back in, so it was like. Dum, dum, dum.
3: <laughs>
2: and I grabbed my vagina and it came out. So I was like, "The baby's coming! <laughs> the baby's coming!" And I was like, so like crazy because there was no midwife, and I was like, "It's happening!" Did guys. that hurt? were you like ow no you were so you're so freaked out because yeah. I literally saw her head as I looked down she's like hello like, goodbye you, you look down you're so pregnant and you don't know what's going on you're like let me not miss the toilet because if I fall I'm not going to get back up so like you look down and like I looked down to squat and like her head was like there and then it wasn't there and I was like oh, oh. so I grabbed because I thought if I walked back out there she, she might come fall out right up, yeah Oh my God. And so Lisa was like, okay, everybody calm down. Would you like to go back into the water? Because I have a Roman tub. So, like, you could, we could have done it there. Or do you want to. Go to your bedroom, which was right there, too. And I just looked at the spot on the floor, and I didn't say anything. And I just sat down on the floor and, and laid down there. They put some pillows. It was just like, this is where it's going to happen. It's going to happen on your bathroom floor. Like, not the cleanest room in the house, not where we anticipated it would happen. There's that whole home birth kit you, like, burn. Like you put the the blankets in the oven <laughs> to, like, sanitize. None of that. It
0: was none of that. Bathroom <laughs> floor. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then... My midwife was on the phone, and she's like, "I'm right here, honey." I'm like, "Mom, she's right there. Go get the door." And she's like, "Well, I'm 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 Lincoln. I'm right here." And <laughs> Lincoln, gosh, that could oh, be forever. forever. So, I, like, chuck the phone across the <laughs> room. I was like, "She's not here. She's not gonna be here." And it, we just we pushed three times, and that
0: was it. She wow. was, and
2: Lennox May was born uh, in call. She was born oh. in her amniotic <gasps> sac. And were you ready for that or were you like, what? I was like in another world, to be honest with you. I I thought I was crying, but you see the pictures and I'm not crying, but I was crying on the inside, but I was not crying on the outside. And she came so fast that I literally looked like I was hit by a truck. Like I don't have those... Mm. Beautiful. I just had a baby. I'm in this glorious mama mode photos. I look scared. Mm. Um, it was just really, really fast. And
0: uh, But luckily you had done roadside delivery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you Did
2: you know how to handle the in-call as well? She went – you know what? We didn't, but yeah. she's such a spirit. I mean, this is who she is to this day. She came out. My husband caught her, and she went like this. Like she stretched, stretched her, arms her arms and popped her Broke own it? sack. Wow. Was not crying, was big blue-eyed, like wide-eyed, and they put her on my belly, and she went right to the boob, oh, wow. and it was like straight out of a movie. And we were just all looking at her, like, Ooh. "Who is this child?" And I was like, "She's not crying. What's wrong? Is everything okay?"
0: <laughs> she went and made dinner.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she walked into the and kitchen. Since the, and since that Do day, you know she's been I running was? my life made that the whole drink. time. <laughs> so this is the best part about Elliot. Where were you, Elliot?
0: <laughs> I was uh, parked in front of your house
2: <laughs> for a long time. <laughs>
0: for a while. Yeah. So Anthony called me, and he said. Things seem to be picking up.
1: (laughs) The ball's moving. So
0: I was like, are you calling because you want me to come over? He said, I think so. I can't tell. I'm going to ask Denise and call you right back. And then he didn't call back. (laughs) And then I called and he said, well, if it's not the real thing, we don't want to waste your time and make you come across town. So maybe we should wait and see what happens. I'm like, I'll do whatever you want. you want me to come, I'll come. If you don't want to come, I'll come. But then I hung up and I thought, it's getting close to 4 o'clock. It was like, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I don't go now and then you do want help,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not going to make it there for you.
2: You have such a good memory. She was born at 417.
0: Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to go. I'll park near your house and wait and see. And if he calls, he calls. And if he doesn't call, he was like, he said, I'm going to call you right back.
2: Yeah. We got a little we got a little preoccupied there.
0: So then I parked in your house. Maybe there's like a little grocery on the yeah. on the corner. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you yeah, know, I'll go get something to eat, have a little snack, maybe some caffeine in case you need me alone. <laughs> and um, I come back in. I'm drinking, I'm eating. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, let me send him a question mark. <laughs> I this send him a question mark? He's like, we have the baby. Long story, talk <laughs> later. But he doesn't know I'm right out in front of yeah. the house. And then I see the midwife going up your
2: yeah. <laughs> Coming, yeah, arriving.
0: Go, going into your house. I'm yeah. like,
2: oh. And then I was
0: like, okay, I don't think they need me at this moment. you're mind. like, we uh, go have the baby,
2: the midwife just arrived. <laughs> uh, I'm going to exit yeah. the situation. Go, yeah. That text. We have the baby, it's fine. <laughs>
0: What's your plan for number two here?
2: So, we, of course, uh, want to have another home birth. And so, if everything looks well and healthy and we just, um, Where do you want me to park this time?
0: Is, it, is there a better <laughs> yeah, spot? <no>. Or? <laughs> we
2: have to figure that out because I know you, you're not uh, you're not taking that many house calls these days, which I'm very happy about for your children. Thank you very much. But I also yeah, but you also gonna need you. You're you. guys, I'll be there. <laughs> thank you. We've have we have that on tape, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll so Uber. yeah, we we just <laughs> um we just had the uh, anatomy scan. Which was, you know, it's was quite scary. Everything with this pregnancy is so much scarier, which right. I think huh. is um, ironic because I wouldn't have thought that beforehand. But mm-hmm. then when I got pregnant, I think.
0: Did you take th- six tests?
2: Six? Yeah, I did. You did <laughs> I again? did. One thousand percent. I swear. Oh. Lennox was like, "What are those things?" And I was like, <laughs> "Lennox, go back in your room." Um, <laughs> there is this you're just like more naive during your first pregnancy and you don't know as much and you haven't seen as much. And I, and I, between the time that I had Lennox and the time that I got pregnant with this child, I've seen so many friends go through so many different versions of miscarriages and children. I mean, one of my best girlfriends lost her child two months after birth. Um, some friends who have one but have not been able to get pregnant the second time. Uh, I've seen a very close friend have a late termination, five months in, mm-hmm. and uh, you just realize how precious it is. And all of a sudden, the, the fear of something going wrong it was it has been very, very heightened for me because I, I know that it's not a given. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, you get pregnant and you're gonna like have nine months. They might be great, they might not be great. Just caught myself from cursing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they might not be great, but then you're going to have this child and it's going to be blissful. And, and and that's kind of what you walk around with, I feel like, your first pregnancy. And the second pregnancy, you know that it might not happen that way. And that if it does, it, it is truly a blessing and a gift. So we've had moments where we were really very nervous and not because if anything came back and said we should be nervous, It's just because of what we've seen.
0: Swollen through your head.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we just had um, our anatomy scan, and everything looks great. Um, We know the sex of the baby, but we're not telling. Ooh. (laughs)
0: Um, I know what it is, too.
2: You do? You felt it? You you know? He asked me, by the way, Anthony said... Did Elliot tell you what the baby was? I was like, Anthony, he can't see inside my belly. No. He's great, <laughs> but he's not that great. I I,
0: I can tell you what it is. I mean, I'm I'm usually right about twenty five percent of the time. So are you
2: gonna look at my ear?
0: Hmm. No. Gonna, I
2: heard you wanna look at no, you wanna look at someone's ear when you wanna know what your wife what told having? me that. Yeah. She did? Yeah. She's messing uh, with you. <laughs> I
0: got I got 50 on ours.
2: So what do you think I'm having?
0: Guessing what we're having. Uh obviously you're having a girl or a boy, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> He's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if everything remains, you know, good to go, healthy, and the baby, you know, it's always going to be what's right for the baby, and we never want to jeopardize that. So, as long as we continue going down this path, then we will have a home birth.
0: I think we get to talk about all the things that you do for the community. Yeah. So much. Do, and, and we're out of time. But um, I'll come I'm, back. I'm grateful. Good. I'm very grateful when kind hearted people make more babies because. It counteracts like the bad news, you know. When you when you listen to the news, and it's like dun dun dun, crisis, world coming uh, to an end. And I'm like, ah, Denise, and Anthony aren't making another kid. It'll be okay. Okay,
2: okay. <laughs> you will so save sweet. us.
0: What's the best way to uh, find you online?
2: Uh, my Instagram at Denise Fassi, and you know, go check out the site made.co Co. M a e d, and I'm around. I I'm in. You can catch me in a DM for sure. <laughs> M a e d. <laughs> M a e d. What's behind the name? so made meaning uh lots of different things homemade uh made from love and lennox may m-a-e and d for denise for
0: denise oh
2: and really she my daughter she's really made me feel like who i am supposed to be the experience of having someone to care for in that level has really changed my perspective on life as, as it as it should so
0: I'm terrible at spelling, so I'm happy that you spelled it (laughs) M-A-E-D. Thank you. I get it right on the first try. (laughs) All right. Uh, Juliet, thanks for joining us again. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so
1: much.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have suggestions for topics you want to hear about, send them to info at com.
3: I got a whole lot of questions for you This kid